You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 102nd program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation dedicated to social change. I'm Jennifer Burrell. We don't have Jacques with us today, but I'm really excited to have two people on the program who can tell us about a rather exciting decision by the Federal Court last week, that the Environment Minister, Susan Lay, has a duty of care to young people not to cause them harm through climate change. So I'd like to welcome to the program Bella Burgermeister, one of the eight activist students who brought the case to the federal court, and Jack McLean, a lawyer from Equity Generation Lawyers representing the students. So welcome to the program, Bella and Jack. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It's a real pleasure. I'd really like to direct my first question to you, Bella. The decision by the federal court will bring really bring a lot of hope and inspiration to a lot of people concerned about climate change. And the activism of you and other students is particularly ex- inspiring, I think. So can you tell us a bit of the story leading up to this action? How did it come about and what were you seeking Yep. Um, So for me personally, I started on this kind of journey about five years ago. um, I decided to write a book about 17 UN Global Goals. And um, one of them is the Global Goal number 13 is climate action. And from there, I got more and more involved in um, School Strike for Climate because I did some research and I was learning about what was happening to our planet and I just got really passionate. Um, And then through School Strike, the uh, great opportunity arose to become part of this case and we were meeting with our lawyers and um, just having discussions about what would be happening and just kept going from there. Mm, and how did you meet the other students um, who took the action? Did you already know them or did you, you met them through School Strike for Climate? Yeah, so I met um, all of them actually through School Strike. I already knew most of them and um, through the court case we kind of just um, we got to know each other better. Mm, thank you. Bella. And Jack, Jack McLean, as lawyer representing the students, can you explain to us the decision made by the Federal Court in relation to the Environment Minister's duty of care, but also in relation to the extension of a coal mine in northern New South Wales, which I believe was also the subject of the action? Yeah, definitely. So uh, so our clients are eight incredible young people from, from around the country, including Bella, of course. Um, and all of our clients are, are passionate advocates for action in response to the climate crisis um, through School Strike for Climate, for example, but also in Bella's case through um, just a, a vast range of, of different um, uh, kind of local and, and national um, kind of advocacy efforts, which are incredibly impressive. 
Um, so in September of, of last year, our, our eight clients filed a lawsuit against the, the federal minister for the environment, Susan Lay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lawsuit alleged that in her capacity as the minister responsible for approving or not approving new fossil fuel projects uh, under national environment law, that she has a, a duty to take reasonable care to avoid causing harm to young people um, as, a, as would result um, from those um, proposals. And so the basis for our, our client's case um, was that, firstly, that the extraction and burning of, of coal produces a large amount of carbon emissions, which mm-hmm. directly fuels the climate crisis. Um, the, the second proposition is that the rising temperatures and increasing extreme weather events that are associated with climate change results in, in foreseeable harm to humans um, and especially harm to the health and well-being of, of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and thirdly, that given that the minister has the ability to, to approve or, or not approve these projects, um, she has a significant degree of, of control over that potential future harm. Um, and so we allege that as a minister of the federal government, she has a particular responsibility um, to protect the young people of Australia from that mm-hmm. harm, or mm-hmm. at least to avoid causing harm. Um, to, to the young people in exercise of her of her statutory responsibilities. Um, so that was the, the, the basis of the, the claim. And we, um, as I said, filed in, in September of last year, um, had a four-day trial in um, March, uh, late March, early April of, of this year. Um, and uh, last Thursday, um, Justice Bromberg of the Federal Court um, gave gave a decision in in, um, in this case, um, which was a really um, really exciting moment um, mm-hmm. because the, the the judge actually agreed with our clients that the minister does have a duty uh, to avoid causing them harm, which is a, which is a really massive um, achievement um, and really important um, mm. in, in relation to the the future of climate action in this country. Yeah, and I understand it's a it's it was a landmark decision that this avenue of law hasn't been tried out before. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, there there have been a range of different pieces of um, environmental litigation, both in Australia and around the world. Um, this was a a novel argument. Um, no one had ever run this type of legal argument before in relation to a, a duty of care. Um, relating to the you know, the approval of new fossil fuel projects, um, and so so it was it was a really new uh, and exciting um, case in, in that way, and it was also a new and exciting case because it gave our clients the opportunity to put before the court a really wide ranging and detailed. Um, basket of evidence relating mm. to the harms that climate change will result in. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the really important things that came out of the judgment was that all of that evidence was was accepted by the court. Um, so the court mm-hmm. found that climate change would, would cause catastrophic and serious harm to younger people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's physical harm um, and it's the risk of, of injury and death, mm-hmm. um, the higher instances of, of childhood and adult illnesses such as yeah. heat stroke and asthma, um, and also very serious economic harms to younger people throughout their lives. Yeah. Um, so one very salient point that was um, emphasised by the judge was that uh, one million of today's uh, Australian children are expected to suffer at least one heat stress episode wow. serious enough to require acute 
care in hospital um, oh. throughout their lifetimes. And, and look, many thousands will suffer premature death from heat stress or bushfire smoke. And that's really, to have a court of law recognise those harms is is a really important moment um, in 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 having people in power and, and having especially the judiciary in Australia um, uh, recognise that harm um, and then take mm. the further steps of trying to trying to prevent that harm. Yeah, it's terrible in a way that we have to take legal channels to make our ministers aware of their responsibility for the future of uh, the planet and I guess people's well-being and, and the health of young people into the future and the world they inherit. But um, I guess this is it's obviously been um, very successful um, in the decision of the Environment Minister having a duty of care. I also understand that there was part of the action was to try to get a coal mine extension um, stopped. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, so this um, piece of litigation specifically related to a proposed extension to a coal project in New South Wales called the Vickery Extension Project. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a, a project that has not yet, um, the mine hasn't yet been um, constructed and the proponent has um, essentially uh, put before the minister a proposal um, to extend the scope of, of extraction, of coal extraction mm-hmm. at, that, um, at that site. Um, and so uh, given that, um, you know, uh, when you're bringing a legal case, uh, you usually have to target it or uh, it has to relate specifically to a given set of circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. In this set of circumstances, we alleged that the duty of care related specifically to the minister's decision um, under environment legislation in relation to that project. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so part of the case, a, a large part of the case um, deals with um, with the impact of that particular with that particular mine and that particular mm-hmm. project, uh, yeah. and that really focuses, that really brings into context the harms um, that mm. will be kind of suffered by children in a general sense. Mm. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, on that note, we'll go to some music uh, together by Mitch Tambo, and we'll return to our discussion after that. We go to Ali We will make 
No, we don't have to face the nights alone. Cause we are standing tall now. When you compare an old growth forest compared to a forest which is regrowing after a disturbance like logging, they're actually quite different ecosystems. Generally, like older, wetter forests slow down the path of fire, and this is actually quite a well-known phenomenon. Historically, these big, large fires have been quite rare, but what we've seen in the last 20 years is they're becoming quite a lot more common. So we've had three in the last 20 years. This is definitely because of climate change, which is making our ecosystems a lot drier and the fire weather more intense. We need to keep radical voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we have two guests with us telling us about the recent landmark decision by the Federal Court that the Environment Minister has a duty of care to protect young people from the impacts of climate change in her decision making, particularly I guess about fossil fuel producing projects. To talk about this we have one of the eight student activists who took this to the Federal Court, Bella Burgermeister. And we also have a lawyer representing the students, Jack McLean from Equity Generation Lawyers. So, Jack, from a legal standpoint, what are the implications of the decision of the federal court last week? Is it even important? And if it's important, why? Um, Well, it's it's hugely important because... um, what the, the judge found in this case is that the minister has has what's called a duty of care to avoid causing um, harm to young people while um, exercising her powers to um, approve or not approve uh, new fossil fuel projects. And it's it's probably worth going back and just asking what is a duty of care um, for, for some of your listeners. But a duty of care is a really is a really central and basic legal concept um, that means that one person has a legal responsibility to act in a certain manner to avoid harming other pe- other people or, or persons. Um, so, for example, an, an employer um, might have a duty of care to their employees to provide a safe working environment. And, and so the idea of a duty of care is, is a really central one in the law, um, and it's a really powerful mechanism to... Um, to, to allow um, people who could be harmed by a given set of circumstances um, to prevent um, the person from that would cause that harm um, from causing that harm, um, or to, in, in the case of um, it, you know where, where damage has already been, uh, harm has already been um, occasioned, to seek damages um, to to recompense them for 
um, for that harm. Um, and so this is a this is a really important moment because it's the first time that that a court of law, not only in Australia but but throughout the world, um, has has made this kind of finding um, that that a government minister has um, a duty to to um, avoid causing harm to young people in relation to climate change. Um, and, and that not only has impacts in relation to the Vicary Extension Project, which was the subject of, of this piece of litigation, um, but also could have um, flow-on effects to um, mm -hmm. the, the approval of, of all other fossil fuel projects um, under the Act. So this is a really important landmark decision. Yeah, um, well, it's very exciting, isn't it? Because when you think of all the uh, fossil fuel projects that are being approved or um, are set to be approved, they'll have to be thinking about this decision, I guess, each time uh, a yeah. decisions are made about a project. Mm. Yeah, so the the, the judge in, um, in his decision uh, uh, last week um, essentially told the minister um, that when making the decision in relation to this Vickery Extension project, um, she's under uh, under this duty um, and has to consider um, the, the future mm. harms that could um, befall young people um, if this if this mine extension was approved. Um, mm. So that that's a that's a really big moment um, because yeah. it introduces a, 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 a whole range of really important factors that the minister previously um, didn't have to consider um, mm. and now definitely does. Fantastic. And Bella, can you tell us what the decision by the federal court means for you? personally and perhaps for other young people behind this action yep so it's it's well you know we usually don't get a say in big decisions being made um, mm. around our futures and what's going to be happening but this yeah. class action means that now she has she has to the minister has to think about what the impacts are going to mean mm. for us and every decision that she makes which is really exciting um, as well as you know it's so empowering to think that we now mm have a system or we can go through the legal system to have our say's heard because as young people we don't get to vote so we obviously don't get a say in what our politicians do so mm -hmm. having having to think about us in every decision in every decision that she makes and um and having her um yeah it's just very exciting yeah, and, and of course it's the way it should be. I mean, ministers making decisions should be thinking of young people in their decisions and, and yeah, um, young people's future. So it, it is really exciting. And um, can I ask how old you are just for our listeners or is that okay? Yeah, You're, I'm 15. Yeah, so that is fantastic and you have really, uh, along with other people and activists and other young people, you've really found your power and exercising really important power, which will, you know, have repercussions really far into the future. So really good on you, uh, Bella, and, and your fellow activists as well. Yeah, thank you. So we'll now go to a brief announcement and we'll come back after that. 3CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June, and this year we're asking you to be part of community-powered radio. It's only with your support that we're able to be independent, community-controlled, and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon powers the station to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax-deductible. 3CR Radiothon. Show your support during June 2021. 3CR Community Powered Radio.
We're talking about ecological thinning and subsidised logging, but we basically mean the same things, don't we, here? Wherever there are chemical corporations around the world, they're constantly trying to chip away at regulations. Earth Matters, bringing you environmental and social justice stories, from developments in government and industry to the campaigns and communities that are standing up to them. Earth Matters plays at 11am Sunday and 6.30am Wednesday. Turn your dial to 855am or listen online at 3cr.org.au. While the headlines have subsided, the nuclear power plant is still not under control, with the spent fuel rods removed from only one out of four reactors. Law needs to change so that uh, our rights can be recognised, so that decisions in relation to the use and exploitation of our lands is ours. You're listening to Think Again 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're discussing a landmark decision by the Federal Court last week that the Environment Minister, Susan Lay, has a duty of care to protect young people and think of young people when considering projects and her decision-making. So she has a duty of care to protect young people from climate harm. We're talking with one of the eight students who took this to the Federal Court, Bella Burgermeister. We also have with us lawyer Jack McLean from Equity Generation Lawyers who represented the students. So my last question is for you, Bella. Uh, do you have any advice for listeners who want to take similar action through the legal system or, or just take action to stop catastrophic climate change? Yep, definitely. I think the first thing people can do is to... Um, if you're under 18, to join School Strike because we're a group of young people who all want to have our voices heard and decisions being made about our futures. Mm. And the more people we get, the more powerful we are. And if you're over 18, you know, just come and support School Strike because we need as many supporters as possible. Um, you can also join youth groups or environmental groups in your local area that share your passions and your interests um, and find out what they're doing about climate change and and suggest projects around that and just help out any way you can in your local community. Um, you can also join boards and committees uh, to have a voice in decisions being made about our futures, which is really exciting because the more young people we have in decision-making processes, the better it's going to be. Um, and, you know, the last thing you can do is share your story, you know, speak to your family and friends about what's happening and, mm -hmm. and write articles and write to the newspapers and write to our politicians. It's an excellent way to share um your your concerns about the future and, and your interests. Mm, that's really good advice, Bella, Bella. And I guess what you're pointing to is there are lots of avenues where people might have more power than what they think they have and there yes, are lots definitely. of avenues where they can uh, follow that, that potential to have power and influence on decision-making and also influence and inspire others. Uh, that's right, yeah. The more people we inspire, the more people we'll have to share our message. So if they want to find a School Strike for Climate, I suppose that's pretty easy to find on the internet or um, Facebook? Or? Yep, yep. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page. We also have a website. Um, so you just have to look up School Strike for Climate and we'll be there. Thank you so much, Bella. And uh, I guess, Jack, is there anything else uh, you want to do, Ed, before we finish? Yeah, I think that uh, I just 
um, there's a quote from the judgment that I think would be uh, that is really indicative of kind of framing the issue, um, mm. and it is a really powerful statement. So I might just um, quote what Justice Bromberg stated um, mm. in the judgment from last week, if that's okay. Yeah, please do. Um, he said, quote, it is difficult to characterise in a single phrase the devastation that the plausible evidence presented in this proceeding forecasts for the children. As Australian adults know their country, Australia will be lost and the world as we know it will be gone as well. The physical environment will be harsher, far more extreme and devastatingly mm. brutal when angry. As for the human experience, quality of life, opportunities to partake in nature's treasures, the capacity to grow and prosper, all will be greatly diminished. Mm. Lives will be cut short. Trauma will be far more common and good health harder to hold and maintain. And none of this will be the fault of nature itself. Mm. It will largely be inflicted by the inaction of this generation of adults mm. in what might fairly be described as the greatest intergenerational injustice ever inflicted by one generation of humans upon a next. Wow. And, and that's just that's just a huge um hugely influential um, statement um, from, from a federal court judge calling climate change the, the, the greatest intergenerational injustice um, ever inflicted by one generation of humans upon the next. I mean, I mean that kind of speaks for itself in, in many ways. Um, and so the, the, more, the more you read this judgment, the, the more um, the, the kind of crushing reality of the impacts of climate change um, come to bear um, mm. on on you and on your consciousness, um, mm. and so I really encourage people if they if they are legally minded or even if they are not to kind of dive in and and, and have a look at, at some of the evidence, um, mm. whether that's you know evidence that's highlighted in the judgment um, or evidence that is you know um, out there in the public domain from the intergovernmental panel on climate change about what exactly is going to happen and how quickly it's going to happen, mm. um, and I think that really. Um, really helps in in um, you know, emphasizing the not only the catastrophic nature of this crisis, but also mm. the, the imminence of the harm. Mm, and that we really do need to take action now. We don't really have any more time, do we? No, precisely. <laughs> the time mm. is running out um, and um, we have a lot to do. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Jack McLean and Bella Burgermeister, it's really, it's been not only very informative, but really inspiring having you on the program today. Our pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, now we'll go to a community service announcement. People who are interested in alternative economies that are not destructive for people and the planet might be interested in the New Economy Network Australia, or NENA. Nina is co-housing Oh, co-hosting, I should say, Housing Week from the 7th to the 11th of June. You can join Nina for a week of webinars with housing experts and practitioners from around Australia. They'll be discussing how we can ensure safe, affordable and sustainable housing for everyone. For more information, put N-E-N-A Housing, Nina Housing Week, in your search engine that's Nina Housing Week, or email events at neweconomy.org.au. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio today. If you want to send us a message or give feedback, you can email Borderlands. That The email address is borders at borderlands.org.au. Our programs are available by podcast and via the 3CR website at 3 crorgau 
Thanks again to our guest today and to Clive Bourne for his technical production and for his thoughtful music selection. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak, which gives a voice to our brothers and sisters in prison. To bring us into that program, we have World Turning by Yothu Yindi. (laughs) 